America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is John Katsimatidis. This is Cats at Night, the number one show at 5 o'clock. And, and our broadcast is going all the way from Florida all the way to northern Canada and northern Europe. And we have a great show for you today. And we have a full house. We have uh, former Congressman uh, uh, Peter King. And how are you, Peter? I'm doing great because I'm here with my good friend to the left here right now. Also, former he's left of you, uh, and uh, no. former congressman no. uh, Vito Fasella, currently borough president of uh, of uh, of Staten Great Island. Island of Staten, Staten Island, mm-hmm. uh, and Peter's to the right of me. Yes, <laughs> absolutely, and Judge Richard Weinberg, a Democrat that that thinks has common sense. The center of both Vito and Peter. And to give an answer for the FBI and, and the truth about what's going on, he's upset and he was angry a little bit when I talked to him on Sunday uh, that the FBI is being misrepresented. Former assistant director of the FBI uh, in charge of New York and uh, George Venizelos. George, how are you? Well, I'm glad to, great to, to say I work with George when he was the agent here in New York. Great job, great guy, great patriot. Wow, thank and you. And also coming into the studio, Nigel Farage. The, 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 he is the, uh, the mastermind. The mastermind of Brexit. That's correct. Yep. Well, and we're going to be waiting. Uh, is Bill O'Reilly on yet? He's All not right. on yet. In let's, the- let's go to George. George. You were very angry uh, that uh, uh, they were on from uh, talking about the FBI. And give us uh, Miranda Devine yeah. was on on sun, my Sunday show. Right. Uh, t- tell us what you were at the FBI for twenty four years, three years the head of uh, you were with the DEA. Tell us what what say you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I heard the, the show yesterday, <clears throat> and then this morning the papers all over. I mean, it's definitely. I get it. It's open season on the FBI, but but I felt that it's gone overboard. I felt that um, to sit here and generalize and say all of the FBI is corrupt, to sit here and make statements like the FBI spying on Rudy Giuliani, um, is the furthest from the truth. I, th- I think the FBI is a, a tremendous, hardworking organization that is extremely important to this country, and that's what scares me the most. You start trying to poison the FBI, uh, you hurt this country. George, important. I think it's something like the defund the police movement. Quite it's frankly. exactly yeah. that. You know, and I think it's no, part- they want to defund the FBI. Yeah, no, somebody it. said that. Yeah. yeah, and it's like it's crazy. I mean, the FBI job is to investigate. They investigate. They get allegations, and when it involves a, a high profile person, they do, they do some predication, and and they investigate and they prove the negative most of the time. You know, and these cases should not be public. And then recently they proved the negative on Rudy Giuliani. It was negative. He wasn't charged. Right. We're going to pick up this conversation now. The problem now. is, the problem is oh. that when, when somebody's accused, like a Rudy Giuliani, mm-hmm. yes. it's in the front page in the Washington Post, 
the front page of the New York Times when when they're found not uh, innocent. Right. It's on page 48. It wasn't That's the FBI problem. that made it public. Though, That's right? a problem. That's why these cases um, should never be made public. But the problem is some people make public for their own use. You know, Trump made his his case public. He should not have been made public. You know, those cases are very sensitive. Again, most of the times they prove the negative. You know, and they sit here and brand the FBI as this. Well, I, I tell you how <clears> I feel. They want to put 87,000 new IRS agents, which is fine with me. I mean, I don't do anything wrong. Uh, it's all, uh, all the waiters and uh, uh, cab drivers that never pay any, any of the money uh, uh, in from tips, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're looking for. Uh, but uh, uh, we only have, what, how many agents do we have? Special yeah, agents. Twelve to 13,000 agents. That, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. You need double or triple that. And there's, what, 30, 35,000 cops in New York. Right, and, and, and that's 12 to 13,000 agents. 12 to 13, the whole country. For over 200 federal violations. The whole country, that's wrong. <clears throat> yeah. You need, look, look. I, I'm not saying don't put on IRS agents on, but you need more FBI agents. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and I think they do a tremendous job. You, know, you just don't hear about them. You never hear about the great cases. We had a... The Federal Law Enforcement Foundation on Friday, we gave out 100 awards, a lot of FBI agents as part of those awards, on tremendous cases in the New York City area. I don't think we heard one of those cases in the paper. George is also the executive director and uh, COO of the Federal Law Enforcement Foundation. And we had a lunch on Friday for, what, 1,100 people? And uh, it was a wonderful – hey, and the purpose of of the foundation is to let all law enforcement know that uh, we're – we're watching their back. Absolutely. And we had uh, uh, all the three-letter words, so the FBI and, uh, and yeah. uh, DEA. Right. and 48 people in a day. A- as ATF. 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 We had, and, uh, we had a senator, Tim Scott from South Carolina, as a keynote speaker. And the, the head of the Marines. The, Commandant of the Marine Corps keynote speakers. And well, it was a George, great thank you for everything you did for 27 years. And, uh, thank you. And thank you. And, and the right thing is to defend... Uh, and tell the truth to people, and uh, God bless. Thank you very much. And now, who do we have, Lydia? We, we have Bill O'Reilly on the line. He has a show here on WABC, Common Sense with Bill O'Reilly, every night at 9 o'clock. Of course, he's a prolific author. His Killing series, about 20 million books sold. His latest book, Killing the Legends, which focuses on the killings and profiles, Elvis Presley, John Lennon, Muhammad Ali. Welcome back to Cats at Night, Bill O'Reilly. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me in. Bill, I mean, uh, the, the biggest thing on my uh, antenna is uh, what's going on with Twitter and what's going on uh, uh, of the, of uh, Elon's telling, you know, getting the truth out there. What say you? Well, I hope it's the truth. Um, it's going to be cross-examined in front of the House Judiciary Committee and perhaps the House Oversight Committee. Uh, I hope it's the truth because... You know, American people need to know if if the presidential election was uh, altered in some way by social media and the FBI. I mean, it's pretty big, right? It's a pretty big story. And the corporate media is not going to tell you the story. They didn't cover it on Friday. It was amazing. They didn't even cover the initial release by Elon Musk on Friday, CBS, ABC, and NBC. I'm, I'm just staggered. Bill, it's Richard Weinberg. 
uh, you, you may be staggered, and I am too, but you're not surprised because that's exactly what they've been doing. They either freeze out the opposition position or they ignore anything that comes out on the point now of view of criticizing the Bidens. Now, the Hunter Biden uh, laptop was suppressed by Twitter, it looks like, at the behest of the FBI. Again, we don't want to convict anybody, but that's what it looks like. So now they're suppressing that suppression. <laughs> the suppression never ends. So now I don't want the American people to know the story because I suspect that you're going to find some media people right in the middle of it. Well, we have uh, one of the executives, a former executive of the FBI sitting here with us, uh, George Venizelos. He was in charge of New York for four years. George, what say you? I mean, the, the Twitter thing is, is an interesting, I think, Bill, what you're saying is right. I think it's going to be interesting what comes out in these hearings. You know, as practice, you know, we let's, let's face it, we're all adults here. We Every election for the last, you know, probably 10, 20 years, there's always been some type of interference um, to try to divide this country through um, through Internet and all this stuff. You know, we whether it's Iran, China, Russia, it's, everybody's involved in that. And I think that, I think it's their, the FBI's job to to give these outlets a heads up without giving specifics um, that to be aware of this type of stuff. Now, I'm well, hoping that's I don't what they agree. did. I don't disagree with that. But when you have a weekly meeting in Silicon Valley, which means agents show up every week to debrief the Twitter executives, and that's a little bit more than a heads up. Well, so it, could be, it, could, it could be it could be getting information from the Twitter executives. What are you seeing? Maybe. But you know. the FBI has never put forth any of that information. That's never come forth. And once the FBI agents and the Twitter employees are subpoenaed to testify in front of Congress, then we're going to know, right? Exactly. You know, Bill and uh, George, I pray we owe, mm -hmm. because no matter if somebody did something to, that, that, that bad, mm -hmm. I, I, I think the American people deserve to know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, that, and if it, somebody did something bad, they need to be punished and made an example of. So I, I want to direct everybody to BillOReilly.com where I wrote a column uh, over the weekend that says, here's what is likely to come out mm -hmm. in the next six months. And none of it's good for Biden. Um, Trump is doing his best to uh, help Biden by saying crazy stuff about the <laughs> Constitution, all that. But none of this for Biden. You know, you know, yeah. I know uh, uh, Donald Trump, President Biden, uh, President Trump for 40 years. I, I can't believe some of the stuff he's saying. I know. <laughs> I mean, who do you think this is helping? It's not helping you. It's not helping himself. <laughs> but at the end of the I day. Know. I mean, and I mean, Kanye West and the other loopy guy and now the Constitution. I just got a uh, missive from the Trump people and said, well, that's not what we meant. But the problem is that this is what gets out to the press. And all the press wanted to cover was Trump wants to do away with the Constitution and reappoint himself president. They didn't cover what Elon Musk is throwing out there and what the possibilities are in that sphere. So Trump gives them cover. So let's get Trump. And here he is. He's crazy again. And that's what we'll cover. But we won't cover the substance of the allegations. And that's what's happening. Well, Bill O'Reilly, WABC tells the truth.
And anybody out there that wants to tell the truth and has the credibility of a Bill O'Reilly, just yell out, tell the truth. And, you know, we got a million people listening to us right now from northern Europe all the way to, to Florida. And, you know, and, and John, thing, go ahead. The other thing to keep in mind, our adversaries love this. You know, they love guys like Trump that are going to say things and they're gonna, and they're going to divide this country. They are succeeding in dividing this country. So the America's got to wake up and understand that. Some the problem is that most Americans don't pay close attention right. to this kind of stuff right. because it is kind of um, it's a little difficult to ascertain what exactly was going on. This is why when I talked to Comer last week. He's the head of the overreach committee. And he said flat out. And I was surprised. He said to me, Hunter Biden gave Joe Biden money. I said, you want to put an alleged in front of that, Congressman? <laughs> no, that's what he said. Mm-hmm. I said, well, you better be able to prove it. And he goes, we'll have the banking records. We'll have all the LLCs. Now, this is big. This huge, is big. Huge. I mean, if, if that's, that's Comer, if, if, if if it's true, that that's, uh, that's if, if it's party. true. Then that's yeah. the reason he's favorable to certain countries, and that's the reason he's favorable yeah. to certain uh, certain things going on. He's compromised, if that's true. Well, if they can prove that Hunter Biden gave his father a substantial amount of money, then Joe Biden will be charged with a felony because he did not put it on his tax returns. Well, this is uh, Vito Fasella. I'm just curious, is the as this Twitter um, Elon Musk going and revealing or revealing how the information is getting um, trickled out to the public? Do you have an opinion as to how it should best be presented to the public now, and and what happened? And some people just say that all those files should be released to everybody for review, or um, is it just a, a pathway? of using one or two reporters or journalists to get the information out. Yeah, Musk is buddies with this Taibi guy um, and Glenn Greenwald. These are two independent, quote-unquote, journalists. But they were lefties in the past. Um, You know, to me, I'm appreciative of any information that comes out. I want to see it. But I'm not going to confirm it until those congressional hearings cross-examine people under oath. That's a fair way to do it. Bill, it's Richard Weber again. What I don't understand about what Musk is doing is why is he letting this come out in dribs and drabs rather than getting the whole story out? Is that a question of processing? I don't know. I mean, I don't know Trump. Uh, I don't know Musk. Uh, I met him one time. I don't know what. uh, I guess he likes the attention. So it would be in the news cycle for a while. You know, you drop a bomb here, you drop a bomb there. Um, maybe he wants to get the attention of Americans first before he overwhelms them with all kinds of stuff. But I can't really answer that question with any authority. Well, uh, one other thing you were angry about when we spoke the other day was, uh, uh, I don't know if you're angry, about uh, baseball players making so much money. What say you? (laughs) Well, I mean, it's getting to be, you know, Verlander, the – Houston pitcher was signed by the Mets today, and he's a good pitcher. He's 40 years old, and they're going to give him $80 million for two years. And, hey, Bill, and good Bill, for not him. only is he Pete King, not only is he getting $80 million, $86 million, he's married to Kate Upton. This guy's got a good life. Yeah, but I'm sure she'll be spending some of that money. Um, <laughs> and 
so you, you look at this and you say, okay, so to Grom, he goes to Texas, no state income tax in Texas, which is why he went there. And he's getting, you know, $45 million and, you know, his arm might fall off. And then Verlander's 40 and Scherzer's already in the tent for 38 And here's the downside to this. The fans have to pay that. Have you been to a baseball game lately? Well, I mean, how much is a hot dog now? $9, $10, you pay If you take a family of four to a game, you're looking at $500 for a decent seat. That's what you're looking for. I mean, because somebody's got to pay it. Yeah, the TV and radio contracts, they can do that. But, you know, it's getting to the point where this is crazy. But everybody wants to win, and that's what it's all about. And then the other question is when they say $300 million over eight years, is it a real $300 million or is it uh, pumped up to make it sound like it's $300 million? Um, there's a – if the agent is smart, the agent gets the full amount of money, but he gets it down the road. So, yeah, they say, well, he's going to get $40 million a year for five years or whatever, but not all of that cash is paid out. Maybe 10 years from now he gets an annuity from the Mets or wherever, all of that. Now, baseball contracts are guaranteed, unlike football. If you get wiped out in the NFL, you don't get paid. They let you go. Um, so what happens is that the owners, um, Cohen and Steinbrenner, they take out massive Lloyds of London insurance on these guys. If they, but if, again, if they break a leg. That. Yeah. Well, I mean, Bill O'Reilly, I'll be listening to you tonight at 9 o'clock at WABCradio.com and BillOReilly.com. What are you going to talk about tonight? Well, we got to basically get into that Donald Trump, is losing support. And he is. So, you, know, you know who Donald it, can, can blame? Himself. Well, A, does he know he's losing support? Does he know how this Kanye West thing went down with the public? And B, why isn't he changing direction now? Because it's obvious he's losing support. So we have two guests, Monica Crowley and a uh, Republican use of support Trump doesn't any longer. I think it's a good, fair segment, um, but he is losing support. I'll be listening tonight at 9 o'clock. Thank you, Bill O'Reilly. Okay, guys, always Thank fun. You. And now in the studio with us, live in the studio, we have the father of Brexit. We have Nigel Farouk. Is that just uh, saying that right, Nigel? Well, Farage Garage Farage, is better, but you know, I don't mind. Farage. It's just don't, good to be here, John. I'm not going to call you late for dinner, that's all. <laughs> Tell us, what the heck is going on in Great Britain? Is, is the economy coming back? Uh, have you? Uh, is everything going okay? Well, we're in the last eight of the World Cup football, or soccer as you call it here. That's good news. That's yes. really good news. We're playing the old enemy, France, on Saturday. So that's exciting. And by the way, well done, America. Getting to the last 16, getting a draw against us. America played very, very well. That's the good news. Uh, the less good news is the conservative government, well, they're nominally called conservative, has become high tax, big state, anti the little guy. They're putting up taxes on small business. They've not deregulated. Our productivity, I mean, you know, grab hold of this. Our productivity is lower than France. Well, I didn't think anybody in France ever worked after lunch, so we must be getting something very badly wrong. No, we're not doing well. Uh, we voted for Brexit. 
for supply-side reform, for free markets, and the Tories have failed to deliver it. So the economics of things are a bit depressing, to be honest. Wow. What else do you think the American people should know? I mean, uh, uh, I'm, uh, I welcome you here to New York. I'm good to, glad to see you. And Great Britain, uh, uh, after 1776, we've been great friends. Well, 1812 was a slight hiccup as well. Um, but we'll kind of forget about that, shall we? I mean, look, the truth of it is, for the last hundred years, we've been side by side. On in, everything. In, in pretty much everything. Culturally, our countries are now closer than they've ever been before, whether it's music, art, literature. John, can I ask you a question about Harry and... Uh... Uh, well, I tell you what, they've moved to America, and my view is you can keep them. <laughs> are you still paying them? Uh, well, we're not really, uh, no. Um, they, did they know, get an inheritance from the Queen? They did get an inheritance from wow. the Queen. They did. Um, is it public? But they're, No, the number's not public, but... Hey, they're not grateful, are they? They're doing their best to destroy the royal family. The level of disrespect they showed that woman in the last two years of her life and when, and when Philip was on his deathbed is disgusting beyond belief. In Britain, their popularity is now down to 10 to 15%. Huge, Ooh, the, uh, Meghan Markle. Meghan, Meghan, Meghan Harry. particularly, but Harry not far behind. Prince Andrew is even more unpopular. But wow. Jeff, wow. Which, well, Jeffrey Epstein has a bit to I do would with think that. so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can rule it. No, they're not loved at all. In America, what they've had is first mover advantage. They've got their side of the story out before the royal family have been able to fight back. And I think for the first time ever, I think William, uh, not the king, the king has to stay above this, but I think William and Kate have to start fighting back. The most disgusting allegation is that the royal family were racially prejudiced against Meghan Markle. John, it is not true. She had a, literally a fairy tale princess wedding. Uh, the country took to her. They loved her. She's now turned against the country. She's turned her husband against the very institution that's made him what it is. And uh, this narrative that somehow the Queen and Prince Philip and, and everybody else is racist. I can't think of a woman who did more for black people around the world than the Queen over 70 years head of the Commonwealth, touring Africa, Asia, doing her best to help black and Asian communities. It is an absolute disgrace. Too many, it seems to me, particularly well, on the West Coast of America. If you told me you were in New York and, uh, and you said, oh, I have a cocktail party, I want you to come meet the prince. Yeah. I'm not going to go. No, well, you may not, but many do, because it sounds cool. But I think the American public will tire of them before too long. Nig- I hope so. Nigel what- Farage, what is the motive? Because I was watching a little bit of the trailer of her video and she's mm. crying and she's saying she's been victimized and they're comparing her. She wants to compare herself to Princess Diana and says they don't want it to happen again. But what is her motive? Is this just attention? Money, money, money. Just money. Yes, it's money. That's what it's all money about. Money and fame. Money and fame. Uh, but it's a dangerous game. She even compared herself to Nelson Mandela. Oh my God. I mean, what is this woman on? Right. Um, and I'm afraid, Harry, um, how can I put this about a member of our royal family? Not the sharpest tool in the box, I think, is the best way we can describe it. He's been led by the nose. <laughs> they are now willfully trying to destroy the royal family. We cannot allow it to happen. You know, that big interview that she did with Oprah Winfrey, there were 17 factual errors in that interview alone. The whole thing is based on a lie. And I just want William, particularly William, now to start fighting back. The market's America. They've given up with the UK. The people hate them. The market's America. That's where the money is, and people deserve to know the truth. 
I remember she had said something to the effect of her child. Somebody had said in the royal family said something about the color of the child's skin when it was born or something. But then she wouldn't say who, which led me to believe that the story was not true. Uh, She she hasn't named anybody. uh, and, And frankly, you think about it. You tell me of a couple that have had a baby. There's not been speculation about the hair color, the eye color. Even if this was said by a senior member of the royal family, it was not said with any malice at all. Think about this. The trailer for this Netflix documentary was released at exactly the same time that they were William and Kate were in Boston. That shows you how much malice is involved. So look, look into your crystal ball. You said the, the people in Great Britain have come to their own conclusions. They're down at 10, 15 percent in three years of hence from here. What does that situation look like? What does that relationship look like? And what about the relationship between the United States and this couple? Uh, There is no question in my head that the breach of faith, the breach of trust, will not be mended between Meghan, Harry, and the British people. It's gone. It's done. It's over. At the minute, they do enjoy some popularity here, particularly on the West Coast, where all the lovers seem to think they're marvellous, and where the victimhood game has become oh so fashionable. I think the Americans will tire of them. At least I hope they do. You were mentioning before that culturally we are also on the same path because you do see this dichotomy here in the United States where we're trying to fight against this whole woke culture. Is that also what is happening in the UK? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, look, you know, we gave you some good things over the years. You've given us some good things over the years, but you've given us woke and we're not happy about it. (laughs) We want to see it crush. Hey, I mean, look, the whole point about democracy, the whole reason our forebears made the sacrifices they did is so we could have free speech and liberty, and those things are now directly under attack. How strong will the monarchy be after this? Well, the monarchy actually is very, very strong. Uh, I mean, clearly the Queen was an astonishing human being, respected all over the world. Charles has made a pretty good start. As long as he stays out of politics, stays out of global warming and some of those pet issues, uh, I think we'll be okay. I don't think the attempt by Harry and Meghan to wreck the monarchy is going to succeed. At least I pray not. Wow. Well, we shall see what will happen. Uh, tell us, uh, what else do you think the American people would uh, enjoy hearing about uh, what's going on in Great Britain, what's going on in the European community? Well, I think you know, Britain broke free of the European community. We, yes. haven't, we haven't taken full advantage of it. But mark my words, and I know, you know there are tens of millions of people in America descended from different European countries. That European project isn't going to work. National sovereignty is coming back. And the one thing we've learned from the Ukraine war is that actually national interest, looking after your own interests in your own nation, is back in fashion. The Fre- I, me and you spoke about that. The French want to be French. The Greeks want to be Greeks. The Italians want to be Italians. And the UK, I understand that the number of... Uh, Brits, the original uh, English Brits, is down to like 47% or something like that. Well, look, there are people disenchanted that Brexit's not delivered more. But when you ask them, would you now reverse your vote? Only one in 20 say they would. So we're not leaving the European Union. The status quo is that we've left. And I promise you, I'll sit here in the studio with you in years to come, and the whole European project would have fallen to pieces. Countries, nation-state, identity, borders, these things matter. We're coming up on a break. Uh, Thank you, Nigel, for uh, coming in and 
and telling the American people what the heck is going on over there. And uh, we, we, need, we need you. Whenever you're in New York, you, this is your home away I'd be home. happy to come, and God save the king. God save, <laughs> God save the king. Uh, and uh, thank you all. And we're, we're going to be coming back after the break. And during the break, we're going to have Lou Dobbs to tell us what the heck is going on in the financial markets. And then after that, uh, we have Frank Silla. And uh, we had a great Tunnels to Towers event on Friday, and we're going to talk about it. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome back to the John Katzmatidis Cats at Night show in studio. We have uh, Craig Eaton. We have Congressman King. We Where's have Craig? George. I didn't see him. Vito Fisella, I'm sorry. I, I was, he doesn't look like Craig Eaton. I know. I was thinking about Craig Eaton. He's much, younger than, much younger than Craig Eaton. Because Craig was here. I'm sorry. Vito Fisella, Staten Island Borough oh, President. So George Venizelos. Oh, he's a, he's offended. I'm sorry. No, no. If I could be anybody else in this world, it would be Craig Eaton. I was Eaton, thinking so. of Craig Eaton. Everybody, everybody wants to be Craig Eaton. I was thinking about the Tunnels and to Towers to tunnel to tower <laughs> events. And then Judge Weinberg, of course, John Katzmatidis. And speaking of Tunnels to Tower event, where I saw Craig Eaton, I was thinking about him. Frank Siller, he's a chairman and CEO and founder of Tunnels, Tunnel to Tower, which is a fantastic organization. It was such a beautiful evening Friday. And John, I'll let you take it away. And and and, and it was a it was a great evening. I it mean, was so beautiful. Way, you had 1,200 people. I don't know. I couldn't. I stopped counting after a while. Frank, tell tell us tell all New Yorkers about the evening. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on, uh, John. And the evening was spectacular. You know why? Because we honored two really. The spectacular people, yourself and your beautiful wife, Margot. No, so, it was the organization. Um, uh, that's what we were proud well, of, to look, help the honor the, the organization. organization. But the reason why we were saying thank you to you is because you support our organization. And and who do we help? You know, we help the greatest of all Americans, our, our fallen first responder families who have lost their loved one in the line of duty that have young families left behind. We pay off their mortgages. We help Gold Star uh, families, the widows uh, the, that were left behind with their kids of, of young fa- have young families. We pay off their mortgages or build them a mortgage-free house. And, of course, our catastrophically injured service members, those who gave their bodies for our country. We build them especially adapted smart homes. So the whole room was filled with hundreds of them. Um, and uh, they were there. to uh, We celebrate their lives, their sacrifices. We say thank you. And we're also raising a lot of money that night, and you helped us along that way, and we're able to continue doing the good work uh, that that we're doing. wasn't bad, too bad having Lee Greenwood there also singing oh, Lee, tomorrow because it was her birthday, and he sang a song to her. It was great. And uh, we have, I think, we have a video of. Uh, a Lee Greenwood singing that song to Margo. Is it on, on WABC website? Correct, it is on the it on website. There? Yes, it is on the website. And then Margo went up on stage. Megan Taylor, the 17-year-old girl, one oh of seven God. children yeah. from Utah. My God, how eloquent. I, I, I just couldn't believe how beautiful she she spoke. Uh, I mean, tell us more about her. I'm, it was just, well, she was well, incredible. When I first met her, she was, you know, she was only 13 years old because it was four years, but four, yeah, it was four years ago that she lost her dad. I, I flew out to Utah because um, I, I want to meet Jenny and let her, and I brought her paid mortgage uh, to her because um, she had seven kids, seven kids, and she just uh, just lost their dad, and she just uh, and and her mom Jen just lost her husband. So um, Megan was very shy, uh, reserved, but most importantly, she looked so very sad because she just lost her dad. And this is around this time four years ago. It wasn't in, in, in December. 
Um, and uh, to see where she's coming four years is remarkable. She got up and she spoke. She represented all the families. She uh, she started, started. She says, I'm from Utah. Mm-hmm. I'm one of seven. I'm one of seven. And yes, I'm a Mormon. <laughs> so, you know, she, she she brought a big smile on everybody's face and she just talked how the importance it was. And it is that these families, including her own, that they don't have to worry about what house they're going to be in because their mortgages are paid off because of the generosity of Americans. And, and most certainly because we're taking those donations into the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, and then we send it right back out to these families that, that need the help uh, so they could stay in their homes uh, that the, where they were making all their dreams with their loved ones before they lost them uh, protecting us. Again, we're speaking with Frank Siller. He's the chairman and CEO of the a Tunnel to Towers Foundation. And Vito Fasella, you had a question. More of a, first a statement, you know, Staten Island, we got some great people, uh, all about service, serving a country, wearing the uniform, whether it's our national, the USA or the police or firemen. Uh, and we do have some great people. There's none better than Frank uh, Siller, what he's mm-hmm. been able to do with his family. And, you know, Peter King, who's sitting to my right, dear friend, suffered uh, Staten Island, his congressional district in Long Island, suffered so greatly on 9-11 as Frank Siller suffered with his brother. And Frank was one of the first to transform that tragedy into something positive and has carried on that legacy like nobody can imagine. And Frank, I wrote more of a statement. Thank you for what you've done and what you continue to do on behalf of those who are most vulnerable and need the help the most. So God bless you. Hey, Vito, if I could just add, Frank, let me just say, no one's done more than you. Vito expressed it perfectly. I agree a thousand percent what Vito said. You're really an inspiration. I wish you were in some government office so you could straighten things out in the world, but what you're doing is, is God's work. So thank you, Frank. Thank you, uh, Congressman King, and thank you, uh, Vito, uh, for, for the kind words. And the truth of the matter is that you know the, your constituents, the ones that voted for you and, and the ones that are listening to this radio station. They're the most generous people in, in, the, in the country, in the world, for that matter, because no other, no other country does what we do for our veterans or for our first responders. That's for sure. But it takes a guy um, like you, Frank, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, uh, to, to help the first responders, to, to, uh, to help the veterans, and uh, uh, the amount of money uh, you raise to, to help all these people. I mean, somebody has to watch their back because uh, it seems like uh, the woke culture doesn't respect these people anymore. Well, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. I always say, you know, instead of these people spit on the ground where there's a first responder, they should kiss the ground um, when they see a first responder because without them, they don't have a life. They don't have the freedoms to do some of the crazy things that they do. Um, so, yeah, so we're really the conduit. We're the ones that say we we made a promise, John. We made this promise, and I know you're making this promise along with me. And so you, your listeners and everyone on your panel tonight, that if you go out to protect our country or our community and you give your kids a kiss goodbye and you don't come home, you die in the line of duty, we're going to take care of your family that, that's left behind. And we're doing that all over the United States. I'm going out tomorrow. I'm driving to Bristol, Connecticut uh, tomorrow. I'm meeting the uh, widow uh, of uh, Sergeant Del Monte. And you remember the police officers that were just uh, ambushed out there about a month ago. Um, and I'm going to uh, visit uh, Laura uh, Del Monte, the widow. She has two small kids and she's pregnant with their third. And I hope she's not listening tonight 
because um, I'm bringing her a paid mortgage and she doesn't know that. Wow. Uh, so this is this is the things that we're able to do. Uh, 95.1% of every dollar we raise goes to our programs, 95.1. I don't take a salary. My siblings don't take salaries. We have tens of thousands of volunteers all over America. We have nearly 100 runs and climbs in different cities in America, 100 golf outings all over America. We have people doing so many stuff for us. You want to know why? Two, uh, many reasons, but I'll tell you why. We're helping the greatest of all Americans, like I said before, those who will to die for you and I. They know that 95.1% of their donation is going to these great families. And they see where their money's going because their money's going towards mortgages or we're building these houses, mortgage-free houses, for these great heroes. And people see where their money's going. So all those things combined, we are able to do over 200 homes this year, over 200 homes last year, 500 Comfort homes we're building this year for uh, our homeless veterans across America. It's another program that we just uh, started to work on. So we're so proud of the work we're doing, but it's T2T.org. Your listeners, please continue to help us. T2T.org. We ask for $11 a month. And $11 a month, you could change these families' lives forever. Frank Siller, thank you for everything you do. Uh, God is on your side, uh, and uh, God bless you, and God bless America. And uh, we'll talk again real soon. All right. Thanks, John. And right now we're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, we have Ruben Dion Sr., who uh, is speaking out for the poor people of of New York about the housing. And let's take that break. This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Welcome back to the John Katzmatidis Cats at Night show. Now on the line for us, we have the former New York City Council member, Ruben Diaz Sr. from the Boogie Down Bronx and his signature hat and always the passion and the fire because he cares about New York City and he cares about the Bronx. Welcome back to Cats at Night. And a, and a, a distinguished reverend in the Bronx That's with correct. many, many, many followers. And uh, uh, Ruben, uh, I understand uh, uh, you are mad as heck uh, on what's going on with some of the poor people in the New York City Housing Authority. Thank you. Uh, thank you for this opportunity, Mr. Casimateris. Uh, and yes, yes, I am kind of upset because... We always, I'm a Democrat, and we always are blaming the Republican. And we are always telling people that the Republicans are the ones that hate us, that the Republicans are the ones the one that discriminate against us, and that the Republicans are no good. And this has gone for years and years, and our people believe that. Now I have a report from Mr. Bart Schwartz. Mr. Bart Schwartz was appointed by the federal court in 2019 as a federal monitor for the New York City Housing Authority because the court, the federal court decided, decided that time that the New York City Housing Authority was discriminating, was abusing, or was neglecting the residents of NYCHA building. And 
the people, the majority of people that reside in NYCHA are black, Hispanic, and Asian minorities. And the federal court decided that the 3,000 elevators in natural, through the, through the natural development in the city of New York need a repair or need a replacement. And because the city was neglecting that, they appointed a monitor, a federal monitor, to be sure that the 3,000 3, elevators be taken care of. So Mr. Schwartz got into an agreement with NACHA and with the city of New York in 20, 2019, four years ago. And the agreement was that by the end of this year, NACHA will at least, at least will replace 118 elevators. Now Mr. Schwartz issued a report saying that in the, in the last four years, NACHA has only have <clears throat> taken care of two elevators. So this is... <laughs> That's a big difference. I spoke to uh, uh, Bart Schwartz, and he's going to come on the show on on Wednesday, and, and one of the things he says, uh, one of the problems he has is, uh, what are the 500 uh, NYCHA buildings, New York City about- Housing Authority? There's about 335 or so developments, and there are about 177,000 or so apartments in NYCHA. That doesn't count Section 8 and all that stuff. He says one of the problems is nobody's paying the rent. It's a real problem. And there's no money. What do you you hear, uh, Ruben? No, I I, I didn't know about that. But but what do you mean they don't pay the rent? What do you mean nobody's paying the rent? What by, is the way, what? by the way, by, by the way, by the way, the city is paying rent for those undocumented in, 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 in expensive hotels. That's a different problem. But the city says Eric Adams is going to be on the Sid Rosenberg show tomorrow morning at 840. And maybe Sid will ask him about that uh, on the New York City Housing Authority. Maybe. Well, but. I think uh, I think Mr. Adams is waiting to get paid from from the White House for the uh, for the migrants. Well, they pay they pay they pay the rent. They put in they put in, in the, the undocumented in right. in hotel, expensive hotel. Now you're telling me that they have not fixed the elevator for the senior citizen and the sick people that sometimes they miss their their doctor appointment because they cannot come down. Yeah. The farewell because they are in a wheelchair. Ruben, this is Vito. Ruben, this is Borough President Vito Fasella. Do you have that problem in Staten Island? Uh, we have issues, right? There are certain uh, apartments that have not had gas for over a year, so people are cooking on these little um, these little stoves that uh, makeshift, and it, it's legit and it's real. Uh, and, and and there has to be a better approach. And you know, we we see when you just imagine on around a holiday when you got to cook your dinner or your holiday dinner on this little thing that went went out of service 40 years ago. It's just a little insane. But Ruben, I'm curious as to give us an example of a real life situation in one of these developments where people 
are not uh, or suffering as a result of the fact that these elevators have not been fixed? Well, I, 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 I know I know of people that have telling me that they have they have lost or they have missed their doctor appointment because they live in the 14th floor and seventh floor and they are in wheelchairs and they have to come down and for for for, for years the elevators have been neglected every time the, the, the elevators are broken. Well- Ruben, Ruben uh, we have to go to a, a break, but uh, thank you for bringing it to everybody's attention. Uh, Mr. Bart Schwartz will be on this show on on Wednesday, and uh, he'll respond to both me and you on what the heck is going on in the New York City Housing Authority. Uh, and Ruben thank Diaz, you. always call us and tell us when there's a problem in New York because we want to help fix it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so night. much. And now uh, we have another problem. We have with us uh, my rabbi, 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 Rabbi uh, Potashnik. Potashnik, and he says that that uh, anti-Semitic uh, crime is out out of this world. It's rabbi, tell us what the, what's going on. Well, as you can see, uh, stories every day. Talk to members of the Jewish community. I just had a very very meaningful talk with Congressman Peter King uh, this morning. Uh, it's every it's pervasive, uh, not just in New York, it's seen around the country. There's a report today: the number one campus for anti-Semitism is Harvard. So you see it on the left, you see it on the right. Harvard. I, I just wish. Why Harvard? Yeah, Harvard. Uh, I ask you. Obviously, you can be smart and not moral at the same time. But you know, I wish that all of these people who hate Jews stop using Jewish products. Don't use the cancer treatment created by Jews. Don't use, you know, uh, all of the other medicines created by Jews. Don't go to Jewish doctors. See how much better the lives will be. If you want to BDS Jews, boycott, divest, do that. Do that. Uh, it, it's just sad. You know, it's true. Uh, we, do, we do have a dispro- disproportionate number uh, of people uh, in the arts, in medicine, Nobel Peace Prize, Compared to our overall, we're one-tenth of one percent of the world's population. And we're a higher percentage in all those areas. So what, what's wrong with that? We've contributed. We haven't denied the world. We haven't diminished the world. We've contributed. We've enriched it. And yet there are those who will blame us for every wrong. Rabbi, you know, in answer to John's question on why Harvard, I think somehow among you know, the great intellects, the elite in, intellectuals, it's considered uh, uh, almost intelligent to be anti It's considered, you know, the... You know, the in thing to be anti-Semitic, you know, to to somehow look down on Jews, but do it from some some kind of arrogant intellectual uh, state. I I think it's terrible. And I'm really glad you're speaking out. I think it's uh, really been ignored for too long. I thought people learned their lesson back in the 1940s. You know, Congressman, what bothers me, you have professors on these campuses. Uh, By the way, the the entire student population undergraduate at Harvard is 5.3 percent. But you have many professors there. Why aren't they speaking out? Why aren't they saying something? So it's the silence from others. It's the silence from some of my own. I see political leaders who are Jewish who don't speak out. And yet they speak out for others, but not for their own. So it's very disheartening. It's very wrong. Um, And you know what? It also shows you can get away with it. You can be anti-Semitic and get away with it. 
Rabbi, this is Vito. Communist, call a Jew, you know, a capitalist. You can get away with all these stuff, all the all the derogatory thing, things that you do. Rabbi, this is Vito Fasolok. Anti-Semitism is a hey, cancer. Uh, good to be with you tonight. It's, it's a cancer, and we need to crush it. Uh, we need to stand up for the people who make Israel the, a great ally in the Middle East and a stable one. And it's it, you're right. I think by extension, my good friend Peter just highlighted, it's almost promoted and condoned at the highest level so along come some idiots who say hey this is not a, this is a cool thing to do let's condemn them and yeah. we need to stand united and condemn those we're, who we're out of time thank you rabbi Bakashnik, for pointing thank, it out thank you thanks for thank all you guys do thank you and congressman king with us. borough president uh uh vito fasella uh former <laughs> fbi uh george venizelos judge richard weinberg Lydia Serrani, what do we all stand for? Truth, Truth justice, justice, and the American, American way. way. God bless America. Thank you Thank all. Thank you, John. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.